I'm Lexi and this is Hannah and we're Wild About Conservation. This is the podcast where we explore the world of conservation through discussions with our very knowledgeable guests. And in this season, our focus has been on all things ocean. Today's episode is our season finale. We'll be looking back on our first season and looking forward to our next. And most importantly, we'll be chatting about some of our favourite things, including sustainable swaps. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast so far. For us, season one has been an overwhelming success and we are so grateful for your support and your listens. Season one has covered some amazing topics about all the things in our ocean, all with absolutely amazing guests. This has included sponges, cetaceans, seaweeds and corals, just to name a few. We will be thanking you for your support a little bit later on and we will be giving hints about what's coming up next. But if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to leave a review, get in touch on Twitter, and if you would like to support us as creators, we do have a Patreon. Check out all of the links in the show notes on our website. Enjoy this episode. Hey Lex, this is really weird because we don't have a guest because it is our season finale. This is insane. We have done a whole season of the Wild About Conservation podcast and it has been slightly overwhelming at times, but yeah, I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it. It seems like you have because you've kept listening. (laughs) So I'm going to do a very quick jump in here and ask the Hannah. Firstly, would you mind introducing yourself, giving me your pronouns, and then we'll do a little bit more, because although we have some solid listeners that we know come back week after week, we may get some new ones over the course of the coming months. So just in case this is your first episode, Hannah, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, that's a fab point, Lex. So hi, my name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her. I am a marine ecologist and I work with oysters and yeah, co-host of this podcast clearly. <laughs> and Lex is my co-host of the other co-hosts. Words. This is very strange just recording the two of us. And yeah, please introduce yourself, Lexi. <laughs> Thank you. My name's Lexi. I am the other half of this whole podcast, which is terrifying every time we talk about it. My pronouns are she, her, and I am currently a volunteer and training team lead for a mental health charity called Restore. And I very much think I like to focus on the engagement side of conservation as we've done this podcast this entire season. Mm, Yeah. And I think, as everyone can tell, that usually there is there is a guest in the room with us so it's a little different on this episode because we are wrapping up we covered a little bit of what we we're going to go into in the intro but I guess yeah from season one we've had how many episodes 12 13 I should know that no it, it is <laughs> we a had little a bit complicated episode. <laughs> it depends if you count the actual recordings or you count the guests or if you count the pilot so I think by the time this is released, this will be our 15, 15th airing. However, we are counting this as a wrap up. The first one is a pilot. So technically, I think we've done 12 Third. episodes. <laughs> because Wills are split in two. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been anything and everything. And we have certainly learned a lot along the way. But if if it is your first episode or if this is you catching up with us at the end of our season... Thank you for sticking with us um, in the first season of Wild About Conservation. This was kind of a baby brainchild of me and Lex, like, gosh, nearly a year, over a year ago now. I checked the WhatsApp. We started <laughs> the we started the Wild About Conservation chat, which means the, the date we got our name and decided to make this a real thing in September last year. The thing is, I'm not sure if that was like, was that it actually got called Wild About Conservation then? Because I remember like trying to figure out what emojis <laughs> we should put on and their autumnal leaves. Oh, they are. I didn't even realise you did that. <laughs> so that was that was the naming. That was when you came around to mine. We sat outside in blankets and got real cold, but got really excited. So we were probably outside for a little bit too long. And we finally got to the stage of the brainchild where we decided on Wild About Conservation. Or as we so now lovingly call it, Whackpod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the point that both our partners are like, whack. And they're like, what? They're like, whack. Oh, oh the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's just whack. It's it's less of a mouthful. And when you're saying conservation and conversation in the same sentence at any point, yeah, that was nearly a name that would have been a bad choice. <laughs> Two chatty conservationists. Yeah, we were that for a while. Two chatty conservationists. We were beautiful biotopes as well for a while. So as you can see, that, that theme stuck that we still have kind of focused in on area. Well, we started with ocean. Who knows where we go from here? We do. We'll more on that later. <laughs> We have a whole strategy. It's not a strategy. It's uh, we want to speak to so many people about so many things that we have to do more seasons. Although when we started with season one, we didn't even know if we were going to get more than one guest and we had no idea it was going to be this big and we had no idea we were going to get so many listeners. And it's so exciting that we both scream at each other every single week when we see how many listeners we've got. And it's actually terrifying when we sit back and have those moments exciting wonderful but also we've just let this brainchild out into the world and people are listening to it and liking and reviewing and getting in touch and it's great but terrifying yeah no totally like we love you all but you know it is a bit weird knowing that you are listening to us every week even though that is exactly the podcast we have put out to you um but yeah it's it's been amazing and we'll talk a little bit more towards the end of the episode about what's happening in season two because there is going to be a season two for sure um because we're already recording it um <laughs> so yeah that is on its way um but yeah Lex what do you think have been some of our maybe biggest learning moments from the podcast if, if you know some of our listeners are like you know what this has given me inspiration like is there stuff I should know or just stuff when we've gone Oh, that was a learning curve. <laughs> Let's say the whole thing has been a curve. The whole thing has been a curve. <laughs> I don't know if we're at the peak of it yet, but I've really enjoyed learning all of this with you. It's been so nice having somebody to bounce ideas off, somebody to be like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> somebody to say, yes, let's absolutely roll with that because it sounds fabulous. And it's been really nice doing this as a pair. But I think one of my biggest challenges was learning everything that we have done so far and there's always going to be more to learn but learning about the whole online accessibility and inclusion so you, Hannah and I were already a little bit clued up about alt text on images and um, how to portray hyperlinks correctly in websites so that they are accessible to all users but um, partway through the season, we did a little bit of research and learned how to put emojis in to our Instagram um, captions and our Twitter posts so that the text readers could read them out to people properly if that's how people chose to read them. And there are these we, we've had a few of these moments where they've just been light bulb moments of, of course, that's the way it is. Of course, we need to consider everybody. This doesn't impact anybody negatively. Let's just change it. And I think along with the challenge of learning, it's also been really, really nice to just roll with it. We're so, it's just Hannah and I, so we can edit as we go along. And that's been really, really successful, I think. I think that's, yeah, a really great point. I think that's been great. I mean, there's stuff that we still would love to do. Um, like we always want to do transcripts. That is something that I don't think we've ever spoken about as a hi, we wanted to do this, but that is something we wanted to do. But it is just the two of us and we do record, edit, schedule, both guests and social media and do all of our stories which you can tell by my terrible spelling on our social media but we'll ignore that um so yeah that is something else that we've always wanted to do is like transcribing and maybe one day we will get there um but yeah I totally agree that that's been it's been everything has been a learning curve um I think for me one of the the fun things at the start or just in general so like when we set out to do this obviously I say obviously it's obvious to me and Lex we kind of did a lot of recording and actually it probably is obvious to our listeners as well because you can hear when we're talking that some of our guests are from like March um that have only maybe more recently come out so you can hear that they have been pre-recorded quite far in advance and it just meant because of mine and Lex's lives like it meant that we could still do what we loved but also have the balance of work because we both work full-time um so while Lex started off doing a lot of the editing I was doing a lot of the initial website building and yeah and then together we kind of were designing the website and that was so much fun and just fascinating of being able to create this website and every time we're on there it's 
I hope everyone enjoys our website. Please go and explore our website. Um, if there's anything you think we can improve about our website, let us know. But yeah, choosing the colours, our artwork, which is by Sean uh, Gwynn Illustrations and all of his fabulous work. You can hit him up on Twitter or Instagram. Also ArtStation as well. So there's just, yeah, being able to kind of bring that together has been great. Though I have to admit, the mobile function for our website <laughs> has been at times a nightmare. <laughs> um, it has misbehaved. Things have been in the wrong place. Things have disappeared. Alexis is just nodding and laughing at me. Yep, 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 yep. It took me an hour the other night. The desktop website section looked fabulous. The mobile des- the mobile website, absolute shambles. Shambles is the right word, I think. But on that note, I really adored the fact that Hannah and I kind of like almost tag teamed it. So I did all the, like she said, the vid- the... Um, audio editing sorry and she learned how to do the website but then we had this like coming together of the minds before I moved away from Edinburgh and we just did like this information exchange let's have a wonderful lunch (laughs) but spend hours together day where we just taught each other how to do the things that we were doing so that we we both learned a lot from this experience I think yeah, totally. And also kind of on that note of spending hours doing things, I hope everyone enjoys our Canva. Um, well, <laughs> our, I said say our Canva, our Instagram <laughs> layout. That took us a whole day to decide because also if you've not noticed, me and Lex are very chatty in general. But yeah, that was also the other fun thing of kind of getting our heads around our brand and who we were going to plan to be and what whack or we should refer to it as wild about conservation but everyone now listening knows <laughs> they're listening to wild about conservation it's one of our hashtags it's whack. exactly whack pod, <laughs> whack pod. <laughs> um but yeah i think as well on that front of the video editing um kind of can bring that up for two reasons that initially we had started off with video editing software and then trying to edit our episodes with what you see of these wonderful um there is a word for it but they're the- reactive graphics aren't they oh yes <laughs> Look at it go. Um, so yeah, the reactive graphics initially, and you'll see it in our trailer, that was done with DaVinci editing software. But then when we tried to edit a whole episode, that just did not work. <laughs> that was too Started much <laughs> for even a bigger computer. Um, so yeah, shout out to Headliner because they have been helping our little video making. But I have to say on that note, as much as we love putting up to YouTube, um that we don't get as many listeners on youtube and i get the feeling that a few people that come from youtube are also potentially listening elsewhere so yeah i i will make the announcement that i think we are going to be dropping youtube for our next season if you hate that and you are throwing away your phone in anger then please drop us a message um we can either talk to you about how we could help you get us on another platform or we can just look at other options with you or potentially still have the youtube but yeah Chat to us about that if that greatly offends you. <laughs> yeah, if you don't let us know, we won't know because um, it's been good, but it's something that's taken a lot of our time as well. I think that's one of the challenges I've learned is, as Hannah's mentioned, we want to do transcripts, but we went into this being like, let's do a website and let's do Twitter and let's do this and let's do that. And we've had to, I think we've got it down to a fine art now in which the only thing we can make more efficient is Hannah and I not chatting which I think is impossible at this point. I actually think we we just couldn't. I can't. I can't go a day without messaging Hannah. Like she is prob. She probably gets more updates than what I give my actual life partner. So <laughs> that's because I am. How do you life feel about that? About? <laughs> <laughs> I am your true so life partner. Instead of challenges and what we've done to overcome them, which I think is really good to talk about because no matter what we set off in life to do, there is always going to be hiccups and swerves along the way, to say the least. Um, But let's talk about some of our favourite moments because looking back on an entire season, we've had some good ones. Can you shed a light on a couple of yours, Hannah? Well, my my favourite moment, I mean, I've got a lot of favourite moments from just meeting all our various guests and usually by the end of a recording we are then taken on a tour of the plethora of subject related things they have from specimens to jewelry to yeah just all sorts and it's so lovely um just being able to like make that connection with 
people that we've never met before. Um, a lot of our guests have been people that we've known and contacts that we've made, but there's also been a fair split of people that neither of us have ever met and we speak by email and then the first time we meet these people is when we sit down on the day to record and we're like, hi. And some of those were before we even had a website. So they had no idea really who we were, what we looked like. We just dropped them a message and then they took the jump with us, which we appreciate them hugely for. Um, And yeah, I adored recording those episodes. And then definitely towards the end, you just chat with them forever and you're making new new relationships and new networks which is uh, that's definitely one of my favorite parts of this whole thing um and then yes the giggles which i think lexi can <laughs> lexi can shed a light on <laughs> i think the reason hannah didn't want to audio edit one was because i had experience in the past from previous roles that i've done but also two because the amount of giggles i have to edit out of most of our episodes it's ridiculous i'm not gonna lie it's a very joyful moment and i love listening to them back and laughter is very contagious but we probably giggle at least the first few minutes like five minutes of every show that we do and i'm like nobody needs this in their lives i know we're not a super serious podcast but we need to tone this down and even today, we've had to do the intro, the first couple of lines twice, because Hannah and I could not get our act together, <laughs> to say the least. But I think one of my favourite things, other than the giggles, because, you know, giggles and bloopers are the one, um, and the guests that we've met along the way. And I feel like I have actually made friends with some of our, our guests that we could just hang out with when... They either come to Edinburgh or when we go to the different parts of the world that they're in. I honestly think it's been really good to make those connections. But I've really also enjoyed the content creation side of it in the sense of when we were talking to Sean about what we wanted the logo to look like and seeing that come back and making the changes. And Hannah and I are very similar in our personalities, but we also have very different tastes in some things. So literally putting our ideas together on paper and having those really difficult conversations of, oh, but I like this section, but I think it should be more this and I think it should be more that. And finally getting to something that we're both so happy with was such an elating feeling for me. And knowing that Sean, somebody that's really near and dear to both of us, did it for us was really, it's just a a whole wholesome experience. And that's just the logo, let alone anything else. (laughs) Oh, like she's making me emotional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the the logo that Sean came up with in the end, just the colours are amazing. And yeah, everything is themed around that. If you start to look at our Canva, if you start to look at our well, our Instagram, if you start to look at our website, all of the colours come from that initial starting point. But yeah, I I really that that's definitely been a a, a pinch a pinch a pinch ourselves moment of having our art the art out there and looking at you know where our figures are going and actually the week we released we hit the science charts and we were 23rd in the UK in the Spotify science charts and that was insane and what we also learned from that is shout about it when it happens like straight away um because yeah that was totally unexpected and I think that was when we both kind of got like a oh my god what are we doing (laughs) um but yeah no it's really great to hear that you guys do love the show and yeah we've had some amazing reviews which I think we'll go into in a bit um but yeah like Lex is there anything else you're like we've covered so many my brain's all over the place (laughs) of your fave moments I know I think there's so many aspects to this podcast like but one of my like favorite I think realization moments Hannah and I were talking about how long it took us to do an episode fully and when we sat down and thought about it in that term in that those kind of terms and we were like yeah it's around 10 to 12 hours an episode and that's both of us working on it like it's no wonder that we want to shout on the rooftops about this like amazing brain baby that we have created and put out in the world because we do genuinely care and it is a message we genuinely want to share we want everybody to get involved in conservation and we do want everybody to realize that it's amazing and can play a part in everybody's world but whilst I'm happy to hype us 
I do think, Hannah, if you're ready, we should move on and read it out some of the reviews so that it's less us being self-fulfilling and let's hear what some other people have to say about us. Yeah, no, that's really great comment. And yeah, genuinely, when we see these reviews, like you make our day. But yeah, so from YouTube, we have had some comments. Um, So Simon, shout out to you. You are a wonderful supporter and thank you so much because we have chatted with you as well. Um, what you had to say was the stuff I'm learning from all of this is amazing. It really does show the amazing diversity of our planet and how much we don't see. Absolutely fascinating and had me digging out my DK natural history book with a few different sponges in it. It really does make you wonder what is out there that is still yet to be discovered and how much we really do not understand. The enthusiasm with which Heidi spoke about sponges is ch- is chatting, is <laughs> catching. That was me saying that. He didn't misspell it. <laughs> Can never learn enough about the natural world and there is always so much more to learn. And yeah, just you warmed our heart when we saw that. <laughs> Simon's reviews are amazing. I think Hannah and I do shout at each other down the voice notes and send each other capital letters <laughs> when somebody leaves a review. And it it's so nice to hear that we are not only helping other people to learn new things, but also catching a spark, like getting people encouraged enough to take on their own learning and do a little bit more because there's like Simon said there's always more left to learn just figure it out or let us know and we'll try and do a podcast episode on it (laughs) um we get some of our reviews come through Instagram as well which is lovely um so Sabrina said I've said it before but really really great episode I learned so much and had a great time listening we'll definitely check out your show notes thanks for sharing and yeah, I, I think that's that just day. another great one. <laughs> we have we have a few people share our stories onto their stories on Instagram. And it's that moment that we have where we're like, I can't believe people are willingly and happily being shouting about us on their social media. And it's so humbling. Like this is a this is a huge project in mine and Hannah's lives that has really grown with us. And that's only because of our listeners. Yeah, no, totally. And it's just exactly that that you guys and this is so far this episode really is just a thank you and a gush about how amazing everyone has been that has listened to the season so far and will hopefully stick with us for season two lots of exciting things to come so itunes as well is i think the main one for a lot of people where they do leave reviews and again it's happy dances so hem deb this is a wonderful podcast full of interesting information It's so nice to hear all of these guests share their passion and their experiences of conservation. And yeah, totally just thank you. And also, yeah, me and Lex, when we meet our guests, try not to like gush at them when we first meet them. Because one of the other aims that we kind of wanted for our podcast is to be able to give people the confidence to come and chat to us because we are strangers um, and talk about these things. And yeah, so we try not to like gush over them when we first meet them. The gushing comes afterwards of like, we've been so excited to meet you um for weeks (laughs) it sometimes also comes mid podcast which i don't we don't tend to edit out so you might listen and hear some of the gushing but we are so grateful that anybody at all has supported us whether that is our other halves bringing us teas and coffees our um actual listeners for listening every week or whenever you get a chance to because i know the world's going a bit weird right now And our guests for, like Hannah said, blindly agreeing to be on a podcast that was actually just ethereal. It was non-tangible when we started it and when we started all of our recordings with our guests and they dove in with us head first. And there is no greater feeling than knowing that somebody trusts that you'll make something amazing with what you're doing. And it's terrifying. You use that word a lot. Terrifying and humbling all at the same time. So Yeah, thanks for allowing me and Hannah to do this and keeping it alive because we definitely wouldn't have done a season two had you guys not been listening and sharing and speaking to us and telling us how much you enjoy it. Hmm. I think we probably still would have just rang up people and been like, hey, talk to us. We're not going to share it anywhere because no one wants to listen. (laughs) You just keep talking to us because like, this is great. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But yeah, I... Yeah, people have just been insanely amazing. And actually, I wanted to pick up on one of the other ones that we had right at the start of the season because we had a similar review. Um, 
that basically thanked us for sharing our good and bad experiences and how that allowed people to relate and realize that these do happen. Um, but Stacy Red loved the first episode. The girls reminded me why I love science and conservation and shared their own experience, good and bad. If you are wild about conservation as well, then this is the podcast for you. I personally can't wait for the season. Good job, girls. And yeah, we squealed at that because, yeah, you melt it just, it's all of this looking back now, it's all slightly overwhelming and slightly emotional episode. But yeah, it's, it's being able to maybe make connections with people like we keep saying and speak about the good and the bad because there are all these different sides. And I think we do tend to speak pretty candidly um, about every topic that we choose to choose to air on our podcast. So since starting this podcast, Hannah and I have learned so much about the creation of the podcast, but one of our favorite topics to discuss and share amongst each other and our friends are sustainable swaps. So we thought we would include those in this episode. Hannah, do you want to start off with what they are and why we should do them? Yeah, so I think one of the big things about sustainable swaps is the why. Um, For a lot of things that we use in general that use it for a second, then you throw it away. And everything that we use takes resources to make it, be that from your phone to your coffee cup to pretty much, well, anything. And those resources, as we're also very aware at the moment, are finite. So looking at different sustainable swaps can look at how to minimize your footprint on the planet and also minimize not just kind of your resource footprint to how much stuff you're using, but your carbon footprint in relation to climate change. Because that's the other big, you know, elephant in the room that is climate change and that the using of resources, the manufacturing of goods that only get used for a moment and then just discarded is contributing in a huge way to climate change. So that comes from individuals, but also from, you know, bigger companies. And that's a big scale. We're not just thinking about the individual here, but we are going to talk about some of our personal swaps um, that just lessen our resource footprint on the world. Yeah, and I think what's really important to say before we do share some of our faves is to let you know that these are not prescriptive. They are suggestions from Hannah and I. They are probably a few of our suggestions because we find so many all the time. Um, If more suggestions for sustainable swaps is something you'd be interested to see on our social media, let us know. We can probably do that. Um, But when looking at sustainable swaps, please be aware that you need to make it work for you. So whether that's ensuring that it can fit within your finances or that you enjoy the swap. As an example, I swapped to non-dairy milk a long time ago, but it was a big journey with an old housemate of mine finding what milk I liked the most and then whether or not it fit into my budget. And that's really important. We, When thinking about sustainable swaps, you have to think, is it going to fit into your lifestyle in more ways than probably I'm aware of and then if you've tried it and you've decided that it doesn't that's okay you've learned something new you can always go back to what you were using before or just keep trying um so yeah I didn't I just wanted to caveat that before Hannah and I go into some of our favorites but um as we've already mentioned Hannah is a PhD student and I work for the charity sector so we we're not Mrs Moneybags over here but we have found that our values are quite important to us when it comes to sustainability. So we will be mentioning a couple of brands that we're not sponsored by or anything. We buy these um, ourselves, but we love sharing hints and tips. So we thought we'd do that. Anything else to add before we get, before we dive into swaps, Hannah? No, I think you covered that so well. And yeah, I think just to reiterate, we talk about it so much on this podcast of the whole kind of zero to 100 syndrome, I guess, of some people feel like, you know, you either do nothing or you do everything and there is no in between. And we speak about how we just don't believe that. And you can do little bits, you can turn that dial bit by bit, that just how it works for you for so many reasons it's your life no one else has a right to tell you how to live it so zero or hundred nah it's the in-betweens that matter and if you can keep turning the dial to being a little bit more sustainable if that's what you want to do great and you know that's our ethos that's why we're sharing this on the podcast and yeah we hope you stick with us and listen and find out more so Lex go for it 
So we're going to kick it off with the bathroom because there's a lot of products on the personal hygiene market and a lot of them are becoming a lot more sustainable. So we've got things like toothpaste, toilet roll, toothbrushes, menstrual cups, wet wipes, bamboo pads, deodorant. There's so many out there. I didn't even mention soap bars for your body or for your hair. There's so many. So Hannah and I thought it'd be really boring to reel off a list like I just did, even though I got a bit tuneful. So I'm going to mention my favourite. And then Hannah's probably going to come in with one of her favourites. So I found out recently about, I mean, I already knew about bamboo toothbrushes. And I was very upset because there wasn't a bamboo toothbrush that would fit onto my electric toothbrush. So I love my electric toothbrush. My dentist recommended it. It's fabulous. Love it. Yeah. But they're not sustainable and the plastic doesn't get recycled. So on a little mission online, I went found a company called Brushed without the E at the end and they do plastic attachments for the top of the toothbrushes but it's a circular economy so when you're done with it when you've used it after three months you send it back to the company and they recycle it because they know that our local recycling centres in the UK won't do it so that was a really nice find for me because it means it fits within my lifestyle as we were just saying it's that little bit of extra that you can do without going full as full in full hog you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> all in <laughs> all in it's that yeah, and I think that you can do without going all in Hannah what's your favorite bathroom swap so yeah I think it's along the same strand and that was a really good point where you might have to spend a little time looking online and then you come across it or it happens to come across to you and you just hear about a really great kind of swap and then go from there so mine kind of more came across me rather than me coming across it um and it wasn't really a swap it was just something that happened and I am now in love with so I had a very much love me day uh not so long ago and on the way to going and just you know relaxing I drove past the hairdressers and outside it basically said that they were really super eco-friendly and I was really interested to find out a bit more so I jumped on their website um again not an ad it's called Rustic Roots it's in Edinburgh and they aim to recycle their hair foils the gloves and actually kind of look at where they're sourcing their products from to try and source sustainably but for what works best for their clients as well as what works best for their ethos the most exciting thing for me which I thought was fascinating was hair (laughs) See, I'd never considered the recycling of hair. I thought the hairdresser was having me on until she said it again because I didn't react. So essentially the hair that, you know, they cut off because it's a hairdresser's, in my case, a cat worth, um, they then recycle that. That gets sent to a company that formats it into like these mats. And because hair absorbs and attracts oil, these mats can be used in what would be a natural man-made disaster of an oil spill or a leak and the hair will soak up the oil and can be used to remove that oil from the environment to lessen the damage of such an event. That hair can also be used as fertilizer separately to the hair that gets used for oil and that was something else I didn't realize but I think that's the one they talk about a little less because you know people thinking about fertilizer and their crops and their hair I think for some people that connection is a bit too close. (laughs) Whereas if somebody tells me they're going to use my hair for environmental good, I'd be like, do whatever you need to do with the hair you've taken off my head. (laughs) So I mean, it's gone then. (laughs) Yeah, it's gone. It's not mine anymore. Do what you want with it as long as it's positive. Um, So another section we thought about where there's a lot of products that are used and a lot of things that we get through was the kitchen. Hannah, what have you found in the kitchen that we can sustainably swap? That is, yeah. And I think the kitchen as well kind of comes into everyday life. So one of the things that I think a lot of people have are your water bottles. And I was super excited walking around Edinburgh the other day that there's more of these water bottle points that you can just refill at. Um, But also straws is a big one, the non-plastic straws, mugs and like thermos mugs. Think about your tea bags. Like, can you recycle them? Is it loose leaf tea? coffee filters, things like beeswax wraps or alternatives to cling film, which I'm going to get into in a moment, but also things like silicon baking parchment and cupcake cases. That first one, never heard of it till Lex told me about it. And then also maybe thinking about your diet, which again comes down to personal kind of lifestyle and life. So Lex, do you want to go into kind of your pick of that bunch first and then I'll jump back into mine? Yeah. So I think 
my favorite bit of that bunch is diet. I think it's so, so important to have a look at the food that you eat and see if you can do anything in that area, whether it is like from our episode with the Good Fish Guide, looking at this food that you do consume and making sure it's from a sustainable source, or even considering doing something like meat-free Mondays, reducing your um, meat intake, which will reduce your carbon footprint, switching your milk, as I've already mentioned, or even just having a look and seeing if you could source things a little bit more locally or buying things with less plastic on. I think when you start looking at in the kitchen as a whole, there are so many small changes that can be made with food that will make a massive difference. I will be I will say there is an awareness to be had here that you don't want to be greenwashed by um certain brands. And that happens when a company just puts a green logo on things or changes their entire package into green and says that it's eco-friendly when it may not be. So sometimes you have to be a little bit careful about that. But I think in the kitchen, there is a lot of changes to be made in the things that you eat. Um, so if you have the time to have a look and have the time to have a, think about some alternatives, do so. One of my challenges this summer with one of our barbecues that we're planning with a few friends is for everybody to bring their favorite veggie sausage. And then we're going to have a veggie sausage off and see which the best veggie sausage is. Because I don't have the time to buy loads of different ones. But in a group setting, it's a lot more manageable. <laughs> Hannah, what's your I love favorite? That. No, I love that. And yeah, again, that still comes with the caveat of exactly what we said at the start of this section. This is very much like personal, like, no judgment and no one should judge you it's your life there are reasons people eat and do what they do but if you want to look at a way to reduce your footprint on the earth definitely looking at your diet and also the way things are packaged is certainly one of the ways and the kitchen I think is one of the ways that you can really focus in there and that brings me to my one which was talking about beeswax wraps and alternatives for things like cling film so like yeah Clean film for me, I think is it's just one of my no-nos. I don't buy clean film because you can't recycle it. Um, and also things that get contaminated as well, that's a big issue. So having things that are reusable, that you wash and reuse and take care of can minimize that waste stream right there. But also I think that brings me on to my note about things that are... So I was looking at an article the other day, like wish cycling. So basically it's where you... Recycle something because you wish it would get recycled, but it's not going to. So it could be that it's inappropriate to go in the recycling or that, you know, you're not treating your recycling in a way that then when it goes into the recycling, that it will get recycled. So if you have a tin and you just throw it in dirty, that's contaminated that whole batch of recycling. So it isn't going to get recycled. So it's also just having a think and reading label still about what you're buying or trying to recycle um to make sure that you know you are reducing your impact as much as you wish or hope you are I think that's a really really good point Hannah the fact that we know these recycling schemes are available don't get me wrong I've recently moved from Scotland to England and every county has a different recycling scheme and it drives me mad but I try to take the time to understand what the recycling scheme is so I can do it properly because it is a big thing um and we can come in as well and talk about, you know, that it doesn't just start with recycling. Like the R's that people know are reduce, reuse, recycle. But actually, there's like nine of them. It starts with repair and then it eventually gets to recycle. So recycle should be like towards the end. You start off reducing, repairing what you have. And I think that's a really good way to try and look at the things you have. But also, if you need new trousers or whatever, go and buy them. Um, and yeah, it is okay to throw things away when they really are broken and there's nothing you can do about it. And on that note, seeing as we've mentioned a lot of different products that you can buy, please do not throw the things away that you already own to replace them with sustainable swaps. Make sure you use the rest of the products that you have and then swap them over. One thing we didn't mention in the kitchen was the... Um, cleaning products which you can either buy <laughs> the sustainable versions of or make your own but there's no need to be buying spray spray plastic bottles every time you need a surface cleanser by the by hannah you mentioned buying a new pair of trousers when you need a new pair of trousers do you only have one pair of trousers or would you care to talk more about the world of wardrobe yes the world of wardrobe i do not only have one pair of trousers but all of my trousers 
I just holy, um, which is my own problem in a whole other world. But yeah, like I now have trousers with pockets that are leggings and are super exciting. And I invested because I love myself for that. But yeah, when thinking about clothing, it's not something we're going to go into massively because it definitely deserves its own focus. But, you know, there are problems out there that are contributing massively to climate change. So things like fast fashion, literally tons of clothes get thrown away every year. And it's not even that they go to charity shops. They just get dumped. So you can consider ways to deal with, you know, if you need new clothes, if you want something to have that fashion fix, you could always go and look at, you know, the charity shops and things like that. But yeah, we're not going to go into it too much, but to be aware of, and if you don't know about it, look into fast fashion and the implications of that in climate change. But then also there's things like microfibers, which is the constitutes of your clothes. So people don't realize a lot of their clothes might have plastic in them. And when you wash your clothes, those fibers can get released and that can go out into the water and that can eventually end up in the sea because that's where these things end up. Same with wet wipes. Jumping back to our bathroom, if you flush a wet wipe and it's a non-flushable, it's got plastic in it, it just ends up in the sea. Our sewage systems are great, but they do have limitations. So yeah, um, there's things to consider of what goes down your drain, these plastic fibers and things like that do end up eventually at the ocean and can be on our beaches as well. So microfibers and kind of on that note, there are alternatives. Um, You can use bamboo is one of, I think, one of the ones that's real up and coming is like bamboo towels, which is, you know, the microfiber fast dry towels, but they're bamboo. Um, And then also there are ways to capture microfibers, such as having filters fitted on washing machines or using things like a bag that you bag your clothes up and wash it to capture the fibers. But that can be quite expensive again. So it kind of brings, I think, us nicely into talking about your voice, that you can ask for change. And that's something we learned on the recent episode with Will when we spoke about policy, is that people's voices are powerful and you have the right to email a shop, to use your purchasing choices to direct change, to ask for changes or ask your local parliamentarians to consider, you know, things that are important to you. Um, And that can go from anything from renewables to the choices of, you know, developments and things like that. So, yeah, I think that that leads us nicely to there of that. That's a really important one that it isn't just on the individual. (laughs) It isn't just on the individual, like we said at the start, like it is a bigger picture and there is accountability everywhere when you take a step back of how we can make a difference to some of the damage that has happened to our planet. And how we can start to resolve some of the issues that we're seeing. And that's a great note to carry on into the final point that I think we've highlighted for our sustainable swaps this episode. I'd like to bring up something that I've recently learned about that can really make a difference, even though it's one change, one time, and then you don't have to think about it again. Uh, but it makes a massive difference. So a lot of the companies in the world are doing so well because of investments. I'm not going to talk about it a lot because I don't know much about it. But all the investments are coming from you and I. They're coming from people that pay into pensions generally. I mean, there's not many people that are super duper rich that have um, financial portfolios. But a lot of money comes from the average employee person in the world that pays into a pension. So the best way to make your money work for the values and ethos that you hold, which may be for a better and brighter future that where the world is not warm to three degrees, is to ensure that your pension is one that is ethical and sustainable. And on that note, another thing that you can do is switch your bank. So some of the banks that have been named as ethical so they have extensive ethical investments they have policies that are transparent they tell you where the savings and investments go they publish the details of the organizations our account our banks like starling bank tridas bank monzo bank and they tend to be these banks that are mainly online focused so you can't necessarily go into branch but they have they're these new age banks that have a much better ethos whereas the standard banks that you see on the high street have always worked the way that they've always worked and that's fine and they're making changes and that's great but if you want to make a very small change today or next time you have an admin day something that I think would be really useful is to see where your money's going 
firstly, your pension, because you can elect for that to go wherever you want it to go. And secondly, for your everyday bank account. So Hannah and I both joined Monzo because it was cool and funky and we could easily split the bill. But since doing a little bit of research into it, I found that I found out that it's one of these ethical bank accounts, which is really, really cool. And on that note, we didn't mention if you guys have any sustainable swaps of your own that we haven't mentioned at all in this podcast, we would be absolutely thrilled to listen to your suggestions or to read your suggestions. So do send them through on Twitter or Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts because now that I've mentioned it earlier on in this podcast, I think I want to start doing a section of our um, social media just on sustainable swaps. So help us out, throw us some of your favorites. Yeah, that would be amazing. Now we are slowly meandering in our tangenty way to the end of the episode. So if you do enjoy Hannah and I's dulcet tones in your ears every week, we would like to take a moment to plug our Patreon. So Hannah, do you want to tell them about our Patreon? I'll tell them about the hermit crabs. <laughs> so Please if, you do. Haven't been the hermit. <laughs> if you haven't been to our Patreon and you're like, what hermit crabs um so yeah we have two tiers in our patreon and thank you so much to people that are already patreons it means the world to us that you want to help a us continue to create but the patreon itself it doesn't just help us cover creation costs so when we talk about creation costs there's costs of things like the actual website so you actually have to pay to host a website and to be able to claim you know, that beautiful website address. So that's one of our creation costs. And then there's also things to do with social media, things to do with content creation. Um, and also just if we want to expand and maybe try some different things, that that could all come into those creation costs. So our first tier of Patreon, which is our hermit crab in its little shell, um, that is just to help us cover those. And that's just a pound a month. That's 25p per episode. And if you've enjoyed the season, that's £12 a year and would mean the world to us if you're able to support us in that way. And then our second tier is our little hermit crab out of his shell. Uh, So he sneaks out his shell and he and you would be supporting a charity of our season. So season one's charity was the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. And that's a charity that works around the UK, working towards rescuing marine life that has become stranded or is in difficulty. So that tier is £3 a month. That's not even a coffee. So if you have like a coffee a week, it's less than your coffee a week. And yeah, you've still got the pound in there that helps us support our content creation. And then the bit above that all goes to the charity of our season. We're going to actually be announcing how much we raised in season one for BDMLR in season two. And so that will be right at the start of the season as we open up with a guest from BDMLR, which was a real joy to chat with him. Um, and also to meet his cat, who I loved. <laughs> Talking of cats, you've let the cow out of the bag a couple of times already, Hannah. We are recording for season two. We are getting geared up. We are very excited. But before we give you any hints or tips, I will let you guys, our listeners, know that we are taking a break in between seasons. This is so that everybody can catch up with the episodes, because why wouldn't you? And so that Hannah and I can have a wee little break for summer. So we will be pausing from today, which is the 28th of July. And we will then be coming back with a bang in September with season two. But we're not going to leave you high and dry with absolutely zero content. Oh, no, no, no. We love you guys far too much to be quiet, in case you haven't noticed. Hannah, do you want to wanna give them a little sneaky preview of what we're going to be doing over the summer, summer, summer time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so summer, summer, summer time will be kind of looking back at some of our episodes so far. Um, and yeah, the moments throughout all of those episodes, we've had so many amazing guests and that's been wonderful. But also, you know, we we want to hear what you guys like. We want to hear what you don't like. If there's something you hate about our episodes or just irks you, please drop us a DM on Instagram. We will reply. Or Twitter, we're there too. And those are in the description. But on Instagram, we're have a wild day with full stops before, between the words. And on Twitter, it's have a wild day as one word. So yeah, drop us a DM if you ever want to chat to us. You think we should be doing something better or not? 
But also keep an eye on our socials because there's going to be a giveaway, um, boop, boop. which is super exciting. So if you would like some whack related merch, if you would like to get excited about our podcast and get your friends excited about our podcast, keep an eye on our socials because it's going to be coming up. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be all over our story. You're going to hear about it lots. And yeah. We will see where that goes, but that's all I'm really going to reveal about that because you've got to wait until the break, which isn't really going to be far because when this episode comes out, we're going to be there. (laughs) So just keep your eye on socials, guys. It's going to be a great time in summertime. And now, as soon as Hannah's done the rest of the announcements, because she's a lot better at holding back than I am, season two, I do want to let you know some of the topics that we've got lined up so far. Hannah's already let you know that we're talking to the charity of the season, BDMLR. Um, We're yet to choose a charity for season two. So if you do have any suggestions, we are all ears. Um, We will also be talking to somebody that works on seagrass. We plan to to talk to somebody that works on oysters. And another one of our plans is somebody that works on eels. So I'm going to just leave that there. I'm going to stop at three, which is really difficult. And you guys can try and figure out what we're doing for season two. Ooh, that was sneaky. I did not know she was going to do that. <laughs> so yeah, what is our theme of season two? Hit us up on our socials. What do you think it is? Tag us in your posts. If you want to be a guest, as always, get in contact with us. It would be amazing to talk to you. And same goes for if you want to be a guest, but you think maybe in the future a little bit, like we ain't going anywhere. Um, And the last thing I wanted to bring up was, yeah, people have made suggestions about our socials. People have mentioned about story quizzes. If you'd like that in a certain format, you know, message us, let us know. But yeah, we are here. We have absolutely adored making this first season for you guys and for us at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Come see us on our socials. Come say hi on the website. Come check out the different pages. Like we said, Patreon, it's under supporters if you want to check that out. All of our show notes are there. Stunning pictures from every single one of our guests. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to us and being our supporters through season one. And we cannot wait to have you back for season two. Have a wild day, guys. Bye. Have a wild summer. Emotional. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening today as always we have been wild about conservation and you have been awesome please do leave us a review we would really appreciate it and we do read them all to keep exploring with us drop us an email or find us on our socials all the links are in our description and the show notes if you enjoy our show and want to support us we are also on patreon just one pound a month 25p an episode will cover our creation costs and anything above that we donate to charity. Thank you to those of you that are already helping us to keep creating. Our chosen charity for this season are the British Divers Marine Life Rescue, who are an organisation dedicated to the rescue and well-being of all marine animals in distress around the UK. Donations will go to training teams of volunteers and maintaining specialised equipment that is vital for their work. Don't forget to look out for our next episode next Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. If we aren't there, do let us know. And remember, step outside and get wild about conservation. Bye. Bye. How do you get wild? Watching wildlife documentaries. Wildflower painting. Diving. Wild swimming. Ocean watching. Rock climbing. Bird watching. Listening to podcasts. Hill walks. Visiting a wildlife charity.